jumping William Nylander. What the hell was that? This is Leafs oh. talk. I'm Justin Bourne. That's Sammy Key. Willie. I didn't was, know I was doing a show with Darren Pang. Holy jumping right holy off the hop. Holy jumping. Look at that. Uh, <laughs> what just happened? Yeah. So I'm really happy that that exciting moment happened for all the Pang fans in the building tonight. Because I'm sure it was a quite warm ticket. Uh, to get in on a Friday night, yeah, yeah. first one of the first times to get to see Ryan O'Reilly at home, humming along, you know, kind of a exciting time for the Leafs and the Minnesota Wild had no cares about your enjoyment of a hockey game. No. So to get into that overtime and lose the draw, win back possession, and then just have that, like that is, I that was a McDavid esque sort of yeah. dash towards the net. Willie Nylander, is that his third of the year now? He's kind of a killer. I think before he scored that, they were saying on the broadcast that he was tied for first in OT winners or something. So whether that's his third or fourth, I was thinking before it happened, like he kept trying to take it to the net and cut across the mm-hmm. net. That seemed, he scored like that. Mitch scored like that. That's like the OT thing is driving it hard to the paint. Like to see it at all strengths, but boy, sure is effective. Yeah, uh, he is absolutely lethal in the overtime and actually i'm really happy that we're going to get to see it here again because as you know the show goes like as soon as the puck goes in the net so this is you're right he tries to go cross cross the net and gaudreau does a really good house here yeah great job on him here and he's like oh i got him i'm fine then what happens stays with it oh one one hand lift (laughs) under above Hockey's yeah. so sick. I love uh, hockey so when, much. When you have guys like that on your team and you're a fan, like just to get to watch moments like that, do you know what it must be like cheering for, you know, well, the Wild, say for Kaprizov for two yes. decades? Like you never got that. The leading scorer all time for Nashville is now Yossi, but before it was like me or who, you know. <laughs> was it David Langwatt? David Legwan, that's right. There's Ole Jokinen in Florida. Like, this guy's the third best or fourth best player in the Leafs. Fifth best. Oh, man. God, I could watch that all day. So, yeah, it was uh, a pretty frustrating night all in all in terms of uh, watching the Leafs go up against the Minnesota Wild, who I would say are incredibly well coached. Um, Dean Evason has those guys nailed down. Like, I, you know, last year they had that little dalliance when people were like, ooh, the Wild, actually exciting now. They, like, they had like 113 points last year. Yeah, remember, they, and Russo came on our show today, was talking how much they scored all the time last year, and they're this exciting yeah. group, and then it's like, nope, we're back to your father's Minnesota Wild, just boring hockey. <laughs> like, yeah, interesting you say that. I actually, so while we've been talking, I looked up, I was looking up stats, because there's one thing I thought they did really well. They're the best team in the NHL at um, not allowing rush chances. It shows. They give up the fewest. Yeah, like the neutral zone. There was nowhere for the Leafs to go tonight. I don't know what their total shots was for the game. 25, maybe. Mm-hmm. Wildly unleaf-like. Yeah, and I just, I know, like, felt like they just did such an unbelievable job of denying the front of the net. Like, yeah. I don't know, you know, we I haven't looked at the, the sport logic thing, but their slot shots tonight, it couldn't have been high. It no. just felt like every time they kind of tried to cut it into the middle of the ice, they were you know, just thwarted by whoever they had on their team in terms of, like, yeah. I don't really even think they have a ton of great guys. Like they're missing who they, they're missing their top guy on defense right now. Like they're missing guys. Yeah. And it just seems like it kind of reminded me of the Leafs when they were missing all their guys 
and they were just and everyone playing. just does the right thing. Yeah, does, they're just plays like, their role. Yeah, everyone's just gonna go into this area, and we're just all gonna kind of stand here and commit to just being in the right place. It kind of reminded yeah. me of that. So uh, credit to the Wild because they played a really good road game. They did, and I looked that up while you were talking. Yeah. The uh, Sport Logic stats: the uh, the Leafs were uh, sorry kept a less than I think it was eight slot shots, seven slot shots all game. Which, yeah. you know, slot's a big area. They get a lot of shots from there on any given night. So you're right. They, they Minnesota did a great job there. So what, um, next, what, what else did you want to talk about? Then I got a couple things. Yeah. Um, you know, going through the list, 34 is on mine. Uh, Matthew's being quiet. You got any thoughts there? Yeah. I, I don't know if I want to start with that necessarily. Can we no, I'll t- I'll save a little bit of negativity for a little later in the show? <laughs> okay, and it's not, okay. even that, it's not even that negative, yeah. but it just, it's, it's concerning to me. Yeah, I want to say, okay. I would like to say how good O'Reilly was again tonight. Yeah. I think, I think, you know, I don't, I don't think he ended up with any points tonight. He didn't get a point on the first one. I think he probably didn't have anything in terms of points tonight, but I just, I'm really getting to know the intricacies of his game after yeah. watching him now for four games in the Leafs and just the things he does below the dots around the net, you know, just digging pucks out in the defensive zone. This guy is you know, not washed up like I thought he no. might have been. He's he going to be a big part of whatever success they have. Absolutely. Like, you can really, I, you know, it's having him on the Toronto Maple Leafs, looking the way he's doing, right, looking the way he is right now, honestly feels like a bit of a fantasy. It's in terms funny of watching him, him the first couple times you watch him. Actually, we we exchanged text messages about it. You're like, oh, he's that slow? Like, you know, when I watch him other, on, on other teams, uh, you don't really notice. But I would like to say he's not as slow as I thought he was. Like he gets around fine. He reads it really well. Like uh, my just, you know, obviously I'd seen him skate for years. But when mm-hmm. you put him in a Leafs jersey and start watching the same way, my first thought was, okay, he's slow. But I, I am impressed that he gets around. He gets to the good areas. That Tavares has the chance in the third period, and he comes flying through the uh, the slot. There's even a play where he went back at someone physically. Like he just goes to those hard areas, knows where to be, and yeah, he gets around okay. And it's shocking to me how similar the skating looks to Tavares. Yeah. Like just the kind of the big shoulder pads, the kind of hunched over, like kind yeah. like a little bit of a labor, but not quite full labor. They just yeah. really do have a very similar skating style. I wouldn't say uh, anything else is really similar about their game in terms of the way they play, but they're yeah. just, they look a lot alike when they skate. So I, I am getting progressively and progressively more excited about Ryan O'Reilly every game I watched him play. Nice. And that's a that's a playoff type game tonight, right? Like a kind of muck it up, no, no uh, space out there. Uh, and you're going to need a guy like Ryan O'Reilly. And that, I mean, that line again, they looked really good. I know they went into the blender a little bit, but they got a lot of offensive zone time. It just seems yeah. to be in the right place when they're on the ice. Well, they did. The, they had the swirl going a few times, where one guy's circling around, another guy's going against the grain. And you're just trying to throw the D off and find seams, and you do that enough, and you'll find seams. So yeah, they, you know, they didn't create, you know, a ton of goals or even chances, but all over in the offensive zone. So that that's encouraging for the Leafs. You know, anything on the the other lines, third or fourth um, line, do anything for you? I thought. I guess Camp scored the goal, but it was on a pass from Willie Nylander, which he probably wouldn't get from one of his line mates. It was a right. beautiful pass, good read from behind the net. Nice to see a couple go in for Camp because yeah. we had, we had talked about we started how, to lean on him a bit. 
Well, I mean, it had been <laughs> 28 games or something since he'd had a goal. And he wasn't, he's, he wasn't billed as a goal scorer coming into this, this year or whatever, because I would he have 13 or 11 or 12 last year in that range. Yeah. So he can't find it, but it's nice just to see him contribute a little bit because listen, he's a good defensive forward and he's important to them on the penalty kill important to them in a lot of facets, but the puck still needs to enter the net once in a while. And yeah. it was nice to see him get one tonight. And that's a good play. It goes to the right spot. Willie finds him and he pokes it home. So yeah, I, I didn't really see a ton from the least third and fourth line tonight. I thought they matched the grindiness yeah. of the of the wild in terms of just kind of playing a ugly kind of bogged down game but it, nothing yeah. really jumped out to me a whole lot no me either i mean uh you know achari does skate well i thought aston reese again looked good you know as he has since achari came on board so yeah i'm curious to see though if that was enough to keep their lines the way they are or how much experiment they want to do i think you can safely reach the conclusion that marner tavares riley works Mm -hmm. O'Reilly works, mm -hmm. you know, and then it's, do you like what that does to the rest of your lines? And yeah, I'm, I'm okay. So we'll go to a couple, uh, negatives I have here. Yeah. And so you mentioned Zach Aston Reese and he drew the penalty. Uh, I, I don't think there was how many penalties did they have tonight? Two high stick and trip. Uh, Zach Aston Reese got tripped one yeah. of them anyways. How about that and, call oh, on Marner at the end, by the way, I, I get it. I get it. Fast game, stick in the stick in the feet. He goes I could down. See how he thought it, but it's a non-penalty. If I'm calling, if I'm the ref, arms going up immediately. Like I can't <laughs> kill him for that. It's one. the wrong call, but 100%. Yeah, I can see how you can get confused by it. So, the power play tonight. I don't know if they were just, if it was just a, a Riley night, but man, it really, really does seem to just follow him around on the power play. And I guess that would make sense since he is at the top of the diamond, at the top of the umbrella. Yeah. But it just seems so uncreative, uninspiring with all this talent yeah. on the ice. And it's just like, yeah, it's going to be Riley with a wrister or Riley's going to dust it off and make the wrong pass. Like it's just, there's so much Riley on the power play. It, it just also seems to me though, like, you know, what is it that they do that other teams don't do that would challenge a penalty kill? Like they have two flank guys with, you know, waiting for the puck. Riley mm -hmm. passes it to one or the other. And then one or the other either shoots it or go does or doesn't, you know, like it's just so predictable to me. I'm shocked. They haven't run, you know, through th overload on one side, bring them both over there and make the lanes tougher to choose some more down low action. You know, it just, it seems really stagnant and it's not that you they're fifth in the NHL, but to me, they're fifth in the NHL because they have five of the most talented players yes. in the league and they put them on the ice against four players. So let me ask you this then. If you are Sheldon Keefe and it's Carberry that runs it, right? Spencer Carberry yeah. that runs their power play. And like, how much do you think he, like, he's like, oh, it's fifth in the NHL. Is that what Carberry's saying to him in terms of the For way sure. it looks night to night? Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Listen, you know, I've been in that uh, with them in the American League and the power play and the penalty kill coach. If your unit is struggling or succeeding, you're treated accordingly by the coach. And this is the same coach, you know? So, you know, Kyle Duba said, I think it's in a book about the Chicago Cubs. There's like some famous book after they finally won. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's, you know, you can do whatever you want. It just has to work. That's mm -hmm. what Kyle Dubas tells them. Like, I don't care what you do. It just has to work. And that's how they treat it. If it's working, you're fifth in the NHL. So, so then they would never... So Sheldon wouldn't pull rank and be like, hey, can we try? Like, who Hollywood. has the final say? Like, 
like we, oh, Keith does. Keith does for sure. So yeah. it's like, can we try two units? Like we're in the trying time. Like we know what the top unit yes. looks like when it's all together. But for yeah. one or like for two weeks, <laughs> yeah. can we try two units and create a little bit of internal competition here? Like for that's sure. that because that's what Babs always used to do. And yeah. I, you know, you could kill him for when Matthews would be off the ice and he'd snap the fingers and it'd be he right at the PP one minute mark. A rookie, right? Yeah, and they he basically would like snap the fingers and they'd fly off at the one minute mark. But yeah. I do think there is some value in having two capable units. And now that you have Ryan O'Reilly, it really does feel like you have enough firepower throughout your lineup to give two units a try. Yeah. I know this is probably falling on completely deaf ears and this is something that's never going to happen and not a te- lot of teams do it, I don't think. Like, if you look around the league, most of them would probably be pretty loaded up, right? Like, it just, yeah. it'd be fascinating to me to see it just look a little different because I feel like it's a very easily scouted power play me in too. a seven-game series. That's what concerns me. Yeah, like they'll flip the guy's flanks once in a while. Sometimes Austin catches and releases. Sometimes he one-times it. But you're right. Outside of that, it's it's not very different. But, yeah, you know, it, it would be up to Sheldon to say, I'd like to see, you know, we're, we're just going to try something else for a bit. And, you know, having the best players on the ice might be partially about ego. None of those guys want to be mm-hmm. the one who's not a part of it. But maybe certain pieces fit better if you have grindier guys or guys who go get the puck or whatever. So, yeah, they should try – just try some other looks here, knowing that it's crumbled in the postseason in the past. And like, I know it's so hard to look at that top unit. And unless you're going to the five-man forward thing, which I, I haven't really been a fan of, I don't know who you take off. It's such a hard conversation. But Ryan O'Reilly to me, and I guess I've completely flipped uh, on my thoughts on Ryan O'Reilly, but he really does seem like the perfect type of guy for that top unit with yeah. puck retrievals, you know, little tight passes, tips, going to the front of the net, being in the way. And I I know know Tavares does that stuff in front of the net too, but I do think there's a kind of different sort of look to having, like having both of those guys on a unit together down near the front of the net, underneath the hash marks below the net really is enticing to me. I don't know how you draw that up, but that's something to me, if I was Carberry and Keith, that I'd be really interested in seeing those two guys together on a unit. Yeah, just you know, while we're talking, I wanted to look up the Leafs power play points because, you know, I it's possible to love a guy and not think he's amazingly suited for the power play. I, mm-hmm. I'd be curious what percentage of Willie Nylander's points actually come on the power play. I can't think it. You know, he can hit the odd one timer for them. Yeah, but I don't think he creates a ton. You know, I. It's not my most popular opinion, but I don't think Mitch Marner's a great power play player. Guy won 100 <laughs> games without a power play goal. I know ama- he can pass it, but it's amazing we got through the first week of real Kipper and Bourne when your your take was like you got to get Marner out the top. In retrospect, knowing yeah. Kipper now, I am <laughs> floored. He must have been like, "Who is this absolute moron?" No, but they the they love that cross ice, like one in a, one in fifteen pass that they go to, and yeah. I guess I guess listen. When their power play is top uh, top five in the league and it works one every ten times or whatever, they're gonna keep going to it because it's so lethal and they have the yeah. guys that can make that pass. But just anecdotally, it feels like that pass they make cross ice gets picked off so much and it gets down on the other end and they can't get it started again. So yeah. I, I I don't I think we're picking at nits here going at their power play unit when they're top five in the league, but it just feels to me like something that might kill them again and I don't want to have that opinion. 
No. So here's your your uh, power play points on the season for the Leafs. Mm. 28 Marner, 27 Tavares, 22 Nylander, 19 Matthews, 11 Riley. What have you 11? 11. Riley. 11. Well, I guess he was hurt. I guess he was hurt for that long period of time. So that I was going to say the guy at the top of your umbrella has got 11 points, but I guess when you're how many he missed three weeks, yeah. almost four weeks. So that would make a lot of sense. Two so other Matthews guys have, has the have least points. Bunting is, it has eight and uh, Sandine has seven. After that, you're right down to threes and those, yeah. you know, nothing. So, so Matthews has the least amount of points, eh? Among on the, the power forwards play? on the power play. Yeah. I guess he missed some time too. So that's, they're all kind of within the ra- the same range. Those top well, guys. Really that have played Matthews, all the game. And then it's yeah. Marner and Tavares. The top. Yeah. So, all right, let's talk about Matthews. Okay, but, and again, but, I'm tired of people ca- calling us negative. The Leafs won. They're great. They got tons of good players. We know. Let's talk about this. Listen, I we just did, I thought, you know, some pretty positive stuff off the top there. And we're, we're talking about the Leafs game. We're talking about things we saw. What's going on? What's quiet, going on? Quiet, quiet. And I don't know. I, I don't I don't know. But he's he might score 37 goals this year or something yeah. after scoring 60. I... I said a tweet tonight that it just feels, and this is completely anecdotal, and I know they're playing against the Minnesota Wild, and they're kind of designed to do this to you, but he seems like he spends too much time in the defensive zone. And even in games where they are playing against other teams, it just feels like he's doing so much defending, and he doesn't get down to the other end of the rink. Like, when he's in his best, he's digging that puck out below the goal line, taking it north, full strides, chugging through there like a horse, and you're just not seeing it. Like, there's yeah. just the pop isn't there, and I don't know what it is. Like, yeah. is he injured? Is he saving it for the playoffs? Is he disinterested? Like, Maybe I don't, he's young I don't and he parties, it. man. You know, like, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know, like, just throwing things to the wall. But, like, when you're looking for a super talented guy who's just not the best version of himself, it's, you're right. You end up speculating and – Tough to guess. And so it's not like he's a problem. Not and at all. It's not like every time he gets the puck, he can't shoot it in the net because he can. But mm-hmm. he hasn't been the guy who's like broken games open. Like when you're waiting for someone to do something to break the game open right now, truly, I'm not looking for it to be him. It's like, okay, here comes Marner. Okay, Willie's got it. Here we go. You know, mm-hmm. and like it's it hasn't happened as much as to, with him. So I'm curious to see if he finds it over the next stretch because that's a big question you mentioned this is a team that can shut you down but whoever you play in playoffs is going to be the same thing what would the odds have been heading into this season that Austin Matthews would have the worst season of the big four yeah very very long odds I mean it's 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 crazy coming off of last year and listen I, I think there's probably something that you know there's not the the chase for 60 there's not like they're not the standings are set like I'm sure there's still there's a few natural things where it's not as intense right now, and you're yeah. hoping that when. But I think it's pretty hard to just be like flip a switch and turn it on and get right back up to yeah. your elite MVP level, right? Like you'd like to see it enter the net multiple times here down the stretch. He has two multi-goal games all year, boarding. I know he had 17 last year. I think it's it, hard. Yeah. It, it's hard to fathom what the difference is, and I I got a few tweets from people saying, Hey, at least, I mean, he is still elite defensively. So yeah, like he is really great in the defensive zone and I give him full credit for the commitment to that side of the game. Yeah. But 
the thing is he was really damn good at both. And I kind of yeah. got used to that. So <laughs> yeah. I, I would like that guy to return. Yeah. Yep. Me too. I think we keep a close eye on that. Cause well, it's uh they're going to need it. Two shots on goal in the last two games. When the hell's the last time that happened for Austin Matthews? I don't know. I don't know. Really curious. I actually time for our intrepid reporters to uh, ask about that to Mr. Keith. Cause it is strange. I think, I think it is not, maybe not post game after a win, after a great moment in the overtime, but morning skate. Yeah. Question time being like, Hey, what's going on with Austin? Yeah. <laughs> like you, what have you, you seen about... coach? Yeah. Yeah. I, that's exactly how I'd ask it. What, uh, Sheldon, what have, what have you seen from Austin Matthews over the past little while? You like where his game's at? Yeah. And then we'll go from there. But and I then just... he'll turn into Craig Berube and <laughs> oh start my freaking God. out. Can you imagine oh. what that would do for our show? I mean, oh. <laughs> so last thing I have for you. Do you care that Mark Giordano tied the all-time lead in block shots tonight? All right. This is my favorite part of doing Leafs talk is just gather around. It's just us. This is the trust tree. <laughs> They started keeping the stat at the start of his career, so he's the leader. Okay. 100% agreed. Whatever. You know, like it's the most guy who played the longest who started exactly when the stat started. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure there's a guy like, you know, Scott Stevens probably blocked a few shots. I'm, I'm going to guess <laughs> a couple Chris guys Pronger, in the he's gotten away with a yeah, few. Yeah. Chris Pronger you know? probably blocked a few shots. Like, it's yeah. a very convenient time frame for Mark Giordano. So and it, I and agree. It's unbelievable. Like, full credit, guy blocked a ton of shots, plays a ton, hero, like, not taking away from his style or anything. But, like, it was like, I don't know, like Marner's streak or something. It's like 20 from the record. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I, I bought into that. We need something to talk about. I, I bought into the point streak. I thought he was going to tie Gretzky. Marner's, Marner's point streak got so, there. But yeah, this is, this is a different animal entirely. Love Giordano, but not uh, So last two things. Did you see the shot of them propping up his shin pad like it was the Stanley Cup? Yes. Uh, I have to give full credit to the three-letter. I laughed so hard when I saw that. I had to take a picture and send a tweet. I was dying laughing. <laughs> it's just that big, ugly RBK thing posted up with lighting on it. It was incredible. So that yeah. was very, very good. Kudos to them on that it one. It is a wide chin. I was impressed when they said that he changes the padding in it. Like, if you're the equipment guy, you're like, can you just use a new pair? I'm going to spend my night sewing tonight. <laughs> the team seamstress is just so thrilled yeah. <laughs> they're just like please keep doing this i got a job because of you i'm employed by giordano I, exactly. I, but but of all pieces of gear i feel like shin pads you have the longest like i have i've had the same shin pads for legit why would you ever change your legs 20 years wear through the plastic like no it's the number one thing you could have for the longest so and kudos to Kudos to Giordano because blocking NHL shots is a horrifying yeah. thing. Again, not minimizing what he's done, <laughs> minimizing the stat being like yes. he's the all-time leader. It's like he <laughs> yes. probably isn't. No. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm all okay. good morning. Anything else? No, buddy. Uh, you're right. back on it Sunday night? Yeah. Squids. Me and uh, a couple of squids breaking down the squids and leaves on Sunday night. Sunday night hockey, gross, but at least I got a Saturday night off. So looking forward to it. There you go. Enjoy your Saturday. And uh, Sammy, we'll see you guys on Sunday.